This is Unorthodox, the universe's leading Jewish podcast. I am Mark Oppenheimer in the air chair all by myself today. You might have noticed that we haven't been around that much in August uh, or even the first week of September. It might have seemed that we had a slow summer, that we were slacking, that we weren't delivering the premium Jewy content to you guys, our fans, the J Crew, that you come to expect, especially during a sleepy August when you might be on the road or on the beach or in the national parks or in the RV, in the camper, traveling, hiking, expecting a little podcast love. And I'm here to offer both an apology and an explanation. The apology is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we weren't there for you. And I just hope that you got the chance to go back and listen to some content that had gotten a little bit jammed up in your feed, that you, you got through the backlog. But but I apologize. And I'm sorry we weren't there for you. And I'm sorry we didn't give you more of a heads up. But I have an explanation for you. And the explanation is this. As you know, loyal listeners, tablet podcasting is more than just unorthodox these days. Tablet Studios has grown into a purveyor of many fine podcasts. Hebrew School, our game show for younger children to learn about Torah and Judaism. Take One, your daily Talmud podcast. So we've been producing a lot of content, and I know a lot of our listeners have been enjoying not just unorthodox, but other Tablet Studios productions. But listen, the latest podcast from Tablet Studios is about to arrive. It arrives Tuesday, September 13th, and it's the one that I, Mark Oppenheimer, have been working on for the past several months. And it's been my special pet project, my baby, for this past summer. And I want to tell you what Gatecrashers is. Gatecrashers is the hidden history of Jews in the Ivy League. It is an eight-part podcast with one episode about each Ivy League school and the history of Jews in that school. Harvard, Yale, Columbia, Princeton, Dartmouth, Brown, University of Pennsylvania, Cornell, the eight schools that define, in some sense, the historic American elite and also the historic American WASP aristocracy. And many of you have heard those rumors, those legends about how for many years at many of these schools, Jews were held to a 10% quota, you know, a class of 1,000, an entering freshman year of 1,000, might have only 100 Jews in it. And you've heard about the devious ways that they kept Jews out. And we decided to go take a look, to, to pop the hood and go look under the cover and see exactly what happened at these schools for 100 years exactly, from the advent of the quotas at places like Columbia and Yale in 1920, 21, 22, all the way 100 years later to 2021 and 2022, and to look at the history of the Ivy League and its relationship to Jews, the good, the bad, the ugly, and frankly, the hilarious. And it was such a crazy ride. What I want to do for you now is I want to play you this trailer that will give you a taste of what this podcast holds in store in the hope that you will subscribe to it and put it in your feed, which I know you will. After the trailer, we're going to have a special conversation, a quick conversation with two members of our production team, Tanya Singer and Quinn Waller. And we're going to ask them about working on this podcast. And then we're going to play you a couple minutes of the first episode, which is about Columbia's secret segregated Jewish campus. But first, have a listen to the trailer of Gate Crashers. The Hidden History of Jews and the Ivy League. The year was 1928. It was the Roaring 20s, and the economy was humming. The Great Depression was still off in the future. And even with prohibition, people still found a way to get a little nip of the bottle when they wanted. It was good times. But at Columbia University, the elite Ivy League school in New York City, there was danger lurking. The school was being inundated, overwhelmed by a particular kind of undesirable student, the Jew. The white preppy Protestants who ran Columbia were concerned. 
To respond to this problem, they started a separate campus way off in Brooklyn called Seth Lowe Junior College. This was a place to dump academically qualified but socially undesirable students, mainly Jews. And it's been mostly forgotten until now. I'm Mark Oppenheimer, and this is Gatecrashers, a new podcast from Tablet Studios. Over eight episodes, each focusing on a different school, will expose the hidden history of Jews and the Ivy League. We'll look at the anti-Semitic policies that were invented to keep Jews out, policies whose echoes still reverberate today. We'll hear about Columbia's separate campus. Seth Lowe College was a totally cynical, totally manipulative decision to purify the Columbia College. We'll learn about the origin of anti-Jewish quotas at Yale. I asked, is there a quota? The response I got, well, something like 7%, give or take. We'll get the surprising scoop on the very beginnings of the college interview, which was invented to figure out which applicants were Jewish. We'll explore the surprising history of legacy admissions, which began in the 1920s to privilege Protestant boys whose dads had been Ivy Leaguers. Gatecrashers will help you make sense of the baffling world of college admissions today. All those buzzwords you hear about quotas, affirmative action, diversity, accessibility, they all trace back to the moment that one particular ethnic group, the Jews, tried to scale the walls and crash the gates of the Ivy League. Gatecrashers is a Jewish story, but also a Harvard story, and a Yale story, and as you'll see, a Black story, an Asian American story, a women's story, an American story. Subscribe to Gatecrashers wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it's late night Tuesday, and I wanted to have a conversation for you guys, for the J Crew. I wanted to give you a special behind-the-scenes sneak peek look at this podcast from a member of our production team whom you may not have met before, uh, but who has been absolutely integral to the launch of Gatecrashers, the hidden history of Jews and the Ivy League. Tanya Singer, welcome. Thank you, Mark. So what do you when did you join Unorthodox? It was during COVID time, so I've lost all sense of time. I don't know if you've been with us three months or five years. When did you join uh, Tablet Studios and what do you do for us? I'm just at my year anniversary. I started because late last summer, I heard a call for a partnerships and marketing person on the show and was super excited to throw my hat in the ring. So what do you do? So as, as director of partnerships, like just give people a quick sense of what you've been doing for us. Well, first, everyone's heard my name probably in the context of live shows. So I am right. our, our main point of contact on our live shows. And we, Mark, will be on the road this week in Northbrook, Illinois. Got to give them a shout. In fact, this episode is dropping the Thursday that we are in Northbrook, Illinois. So if you're hearing it early in the day Thursday, if it just got to your feed. We're going to be a congregation, Beth Shalom, and there will be amazing graders ice cream when we're through. Oh my God. So join us at, at Temple Beth Shalom in Northbrook, Illinois. So you've been working on partnerships. You've been working on live shows. You've basically been getting our name out there, right? You got it. Okay. So from your point of view, as somebody who's been watching us run around like chickens with our heads cut off, kosher chickens, empire chickens with our heads cut off, what exactly is Gatecrashers? How do you tell your Mahjong friends what it is that you're working on when you're talking about Gatecrashers? I tell my knitting friends, excuse knitting me. Knitting friends, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I don't play Maj yet, but I'm looking forward to those days. Gate Crashers is the story of the hidden history of Jews in the Ivy League. That's what I tell them. And I, I you know, having, I have a, a son who's a sophomore in one of the Ivy League schools that we talk about. And so the application process is very fresh in my mind. And when you 
shared with me that all the things, all the torturous ways we, we, all the tortures we went through in his application process stem from efforts to keep the, the count of Jews down. It just kind of blew my mind. So I, it, it has been a ride watching you guys, but, but I'm so excited for it. So I'm really glad because we actually want to start giving away secrets. We want to have big reveals and spoilers. I'm glad you brought up the fact that in a couple of our episodes, we talk about how the college application, many questions on it originated as ways to screen for who was a Hebrew or an Israelite, uh, someone of the Jewish persuasion, maybe whose name was changed, maybe who wasn't easily spotted as a Jew. But 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 if you can suss out they're a Jew, you, you can exclude them or keep their numbers down. That absolutely is one of the big takeaways. Tell me something else from these episodes. You've heard these episodes very closely. Tell me just something else that you sticks in your mind when you think about the eight episodes of Gatecrashers. Gosh, that's a tough question. I guess I'm proud of the Jewish people, as corny as that sounds. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of our wherewithal. Um, we faced so many obstacles, like ridiculous, as you said, um, and some of them a little more lighthearted, just from sort of finding kosher food on the regular. And I, I, I feel really proud of of Jewish resilience. Nice hat tip to episode, I want to say five, Brown, the hunt for kosher food at Brown University a personal favorite episode of mine. Um, Tanya Singer, thank you so much for being our director of partnerships. Thanks, Mark. Congratulations on your efforts. Oh my God. It's, uh, this has been so much fun, um, in part because of the amazing colleagues. So I want to introduce everyone to one more colleague. And this is a great chance, by the way, to, to meet our colleagues. But you've met Quinn Waller before because she's done a bunch of segments on our show. Quinn, welcome back. Happy to be here. How was your How was your trip to Amsterdam? Can I reveal you've you've come and gone to Amsterdam? Yes, I've come and gone to Amsterdam. Um, it was great, but I'm happy to be back in the land of iced coffee and bagels. Yeah, they don't do ice in Europe well enough. No. Tell us the work you've been doing for Gatecrashers, the hidden history of Jews in the Ivy League. A big part of the work that I've been doing on Gatecrashers is I've been working a lot on our pen episode, which is our deep dive into Greek life in the Ivy League. And what's really been exciting about that is that we just kind of picked a year at random to look into. We picked 1989 because Mark thought big hair, (laughs) um, (laughs) keg parties. Um, And we really didn't expect to find what we found. And it's been a really exciting process to report that out. You've totally called me out. We were trying to figure out what to do with the University of Pennsylvania. And it is true. I said, let's just pick a year and pick a sorority. And I picked the year 1989. And I think Stephanie Butnick suggested Sigma Delta Tau. And um, do you want to give people just a smidge of what it is that we found out? I mean, there's so many, so many layers that you definitely won't spoil all of it, but just give people a, a, a somewhat cryptic smidge of what the University of Pennsylvania episode reveals. Okay. I'll give you one word. The word is coup. <laughs> C-O-U-P. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is... So the three words to put to, to to pin up there on the corkboard, pen, sorority, and coup. It is true. And in fact, I have to say that when you, because you really did the lion's share of the work for the pen episode. And when you began to tell me what you were finding, I'm not going to say I didn't believe you. I just, I thought... I, I I disbelieved you in the way that I disbelieve myself when I'm finding something that's too good to be true. I thought like this story will fall apart and it did not fall apart. Um, let me ask you a bigger question, a bigger picture question. When we started this whole project, I mean, you went to a small liberal arts college, not in the Ivy League, Vassar, and you're a fairly recent college graduate. And here we were going back a hundred years to these other schools, different century, 
Were you, I, I actually don't know what you're going to say to this. Were you enthusiastic or did this sound like a fairly dreary project to you? I think I'm kind of like you in that I'm just a nerd for college in general. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So for me, it was an exciting chance to kind of hold on to my glory days a little bit. But we did a level of journalism that I was not really expecting and that was really exciting to be to be a part of. Yeah, amen. And, and by which I think you mean you did a level of journalism that was exciting <laughs> to be a part of because you found- Well, not to brag. <laughs> you found such an extraordinary, really just, it just, it was such a trove of secrets that even some of the women in the story at the time didn't know about. That's what's so amazing is I think we're not only teaching our listeners, but teaching people who lived through it something about what happened. I hope in a way that they will recognize and find fair and even-handed. The, the work is the work of the whole Tablet Studios team, Tanya Singer, Quinn Waller, and all of the rest. Uh, it's called Gate Crashers, The Hidden History of Jews in the Ivy League. Quinn and Tanya, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. So I want to leave everyone with, with two final things. The first is a, a plea to go subscribe. You can already subscribe to Gate Crashers. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's on Spotify. It's on all of the great platforms where fine podcasts are served and it's already subscribable. You can already get it into your feed. Uh, The first two episodes drop on Tuesday, Columbia and Princeton. And now, last item of business, I want to play for you the first couple minutes of Gate Crashers episode one, Columbia and its forgotten Jewish campus. Isaac Asimov is one of the three most important science fiction writers of the 40s and 50s. That's Alfred Guy, a Yale scholar who teaches the history of science fiction literature. Guy is talking about Isaac Asimov, one of the most prolific authors in history. Asimov was a pathbreaking sci-fi writer, but his more than 500 books also included volumes on the Greeks, the Romans, Shakespeare, the Bible, and much more. He became one of the most learned men in history. But as a precocious teenager, he was rejected by Columbia University. It's obviously insane that Isaac Asimov didn't get into Columbia undergraduate, that he showed himself very quickly to be one of the most productive and intelligent people in America. And the notion that there were, you know, a thousand people better qualified to go to Columbia at the time in New York is pretty unlikely. In 1935, when Asimov was 15 and applying to Columbia, The Ivy League school wanted no part of him. And Asimov knew what was going on. 60 years later, in 1994, he wrote in his autobiography about his Columbia interview, quote, the interviewer would not take me. I know why. Columbia College's quota for Jews the coming year was already filled. He suggested I agree to enter Seth Lowe Jr. College. Now, Today, it's pretty rare for a 15-year-old to apply to college. But back then, a lot more students skipped grades. And in New York City, a lot of the grade skippers were Jewish. In fact, Columbia told him that the reason they were rejecting him was his age. But as we'll see, that's not really the whole story. The key to the whole story is Seth Lowe Junior College, this little campus in Brooklyn run by Columbia, where they shunted Asimov and hundreds of other predominantly Jewish students. So what was Seth Lowe Junior College? And why was the brilliant Isaac Asimov directed there instead? Seth Lowe Junior College, which existed from 1928 to 1938, was a separate campus. You might call it a segregated campus. 
in Brooklyn, 11 miles from the real Columbia campus. It was one of Columbia's many attempts to deal with a changing student population that they felt was contaminating its pristine Protestant campus. And it's part of the bigger story of how the Ivy League resistance to outsiders shaped all of higher education as we know it. Ultimately, if you want to understand everything that's going on with college admissions today, not just the push for diversity, but the very existence of college applications, the whole crazy rigmarole with essays and interviews and standardized tests, you have to look at that first group that tried to diversify elite schools. You have to look at the Jews. So that's the first couple minutes. Friends, please go subscribe to Gatecrashers, The Hidden History of Jews in the Ivy League. And if you're already hooked, support all of our podcasting efforts by going to tabletm.ag slash mysterybox. That's tabletm.ag slash mysterybox. See you on Tuesday.